Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, hello, this is Sandy. I am so glad you're here. I am the founder and chief love officer at lastfirstdate.com, and I want to thank you for joining us here at Last First Date Radio today. We are a show about achieving healthy, off-the-charts love in the second half of life. So whether you're married, single, or something in between, um, this show is has something for everybody. Um, we have a fabulous show coming up for you today. I'm going to be speaking with my friend and colleague, Mal Duane, about maintaining, a self, maintaining self-worth during the loss of a relationship. Mal is someone who became a personal friend of mine that we met at a conference recently, and I just love her. So you're gonna you're in for a treat today. Um, as a dating coach, I specialize in helping women date as the high value women that they are in every other part of their lives. And what I find is that you know you can show up as an amazing woman at work and an amazing woman in your friendships and in every other part of your life. But somehow, when it comes to relationships, we lose parts of ourselves. We don't show up with our full value. And that's one of the things that I love helping women do is to become that high-value woman in their dating life. And um, I would love to help everyone, including men, but um, I do specialize in helping women. And when you own your worth, when you really truly own your worth, you attract your highest quality partner and, um, and you stop giving up your power, which is such a common mistake that people make. Um, and we, we do it subconsciously, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in today's show with Mal. Um, I just wanted to let you know quickly that if you have not yet grabbed a copy of my my guide, my free guide on the top mistakes that midlife daters make and how you can turn them around to find lasting love, um, it is my gift to you and you can find it on my website. Get your free copy by going to lastfirstdate.com. You can sign up on my homepage, and when you get the copy of the free guide, you will also receive lots of other free tips, and you'll get a copy of my newsletter every single Sunday where I give you updates to the radio show and my latest articles that have been published on the Good Men Project and in other places. So I would love to have you join us. Also, if you are a woman over 40 and you are single or in a relationship, I invite you to join my Facebook group. We are up to almost 500 people. Wow, I'm so excited. This is an amazing, amazing group. We share triumphs, we share challenges, and you get solid, good advice from me and from fellow supportive women. Um, The focus is positive, and um, you're invited to join. The name of the group is Your Last First Date. So go to Facebook groups and go to Your Last First Date because I want you to go on your last first date. Uh, We are proud to be sponsored by Audible Trial, Audible, audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. Get a copy of a free Audible book and 
a free trial, one-month trial of Audible. So if you've never tried Audible before, I really highly recommend that you go to audibletrial.com forward slash last first date and grab one of their 200,000 plus copies of amazing books that you can listen to on tape. And now for my amazing special guest today, I'm super excited to introduce you to Mal Duane. She is a best-selling author, transformational coach, and successful real estate business owner. But actually, Mal is the champion for restoring women's self-worth. She helps women heal their broken hearts. What a great thing to do. She is an expert on helping women reclaim their power. She has written Alpha Chick and Choosing Happiness, Inspiration for a Women's Soul. They are all Amazon bestsellers. She has been featured on Fox News, CBS Radio, and over 200 um, radio shows, podcasts. Um, She's been in the Huffington Post, Maria Shriver, Healthy Living Magazine, and Aspire Magazine. Mal lives in Framingham, Massachusetts with her adorable Jack Russell, Hannah. And I've seen pictures of Hannah on Facebook. Welcome, Mal. Sandy, I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'm like a teenager because I just love you, girl. You you know what you're doing when it comes to relationships, and it's just great fun to share time with you. Thank you, Mal, and I love you, too. This is just going to be a love fest today. (laughs) Um, So it's funny. I just want to give a little context about how we met. I, I was traveling down to Florida where you already were, and we were both attending the Heroic Public Speaking Conference, which is run by Michael and Amy Port. And the night before the conference, there was a gathering of about six women at a little restaurant, a little Mexican restaurant. And I walk in, and it was like, you know how like you come in and you're like kind of back to high school where you're hoping that people will like you, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know who these women are. And, yeah. and then I meet Mal, you're sitting right across from me. And it was like, we had this like instant sisterhood. We had both gone through similar situations and we bonded and we hung out throughout the weekend. So I just love that. And I'm, I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Well, bless you, girl. It's an honor. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. So I know you've been through a lot when it comes to relationships, and you are the expert in healing broken hearts. So why do women assume so often that the end of a relationship is about them? Well, sadly, we we immediately go into that default position, Sandy, that, oh, somebody's breaking up with me or my marriage is ending. What did I do wrong? And that's a mindset that does not serve us as women. We have to understand something. When a relationship ends, it's because we've made a conscious or unconscious choice. Or the third aspect is that something has happened within the man. It's not that we're not good enough, that we should have done something that we didn't do. It, it just it doesn't happen that way. It's by choice on our part or something that they choose to do within them that causes the unraveling of the connection, the intimacy, and ultimately, you know, a breakup. Mm. 
And I think I think that the more sensitive a woman is, um, and the more she has a deficit of self-love, the more she'll immediately go to, it was me. What did I do wrong? I see this over and over again, and I'm sure you do too. Do you think there's a connection with a, a deficit of self-love and the Absolutely. self-blame? Absolutely. Yeah. And that lack of self-love may be part of her conscious or unconscious choices. You know, we choose to get mm-hmm. involved with men who we do not belong with, who we never should have been with, who can no more love us than the man in the moon because they're narcissists or because they have addictions or um, they have, you know, fear of intimacy and, uh, you know, the list can go on forever. But we can consciously choose these people and then the relationship doesn't work. And we, then we start to beat ourselves up and go, well, what did I do wrong? Well, you didn't do anything wrong. You made a choice to be with them in the beginning. So it wasn't any part of your behavior during the course of the relationship. It's just that you had somebody that couldn't play the game, couldn't show mm-hmm. up and play. You know, a relationship's like a tennis match. You need somebody on the other side of the net to yeah. have a game. <laughs> Not if a you want to have love. Game. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, and I had that epiphany after my marriage ended that the foundation of our marriage was never good. And I, like so many women, went in hoping that he would change. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and th- this is like such a common thing that women often go in hoping that, you know, those little things that are wrong will change over time. And that, and men, on the other hand, go into relationships hoping the woman will never change. (laughs) They want them to stay exactly the way they are. So it's a really interesting phenomenon. And and I think that's that's like one of the biggest realizations that I know I help women with is like, he is who he is. You know, really assess who he is, not who he could become, but who he is. Like, how do you deal with that when you're working with a woman? Well, women... I find spend more time picking out a pair of shoes than they do a man. <laughs> and that's scary. <laughs> we don't pay attention. We don't listen. Lots of times men put the cards on the table very early in the relationship. They start to give clues as to what their emotional backbone is all about. But we don't listen. Or we dismiss what they say. Very honestly, in my own case, I had intuitive gut feelings about things, and I dismissed them. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, I just recently got divorced. And when I was dating my husband, there were a couple of things that came up that created a very uncomfortable feeling in me. And I dismissed those things and said, oh, Mal, oh, you're being a little insecure, a little sensitive. Wrong. I should have paid attention because they were red flags. Mm-hmm. And if women pay attention to red flags, they're going to save themselves an awful lot of heartache. But what do we do? Oh, because we want to be loved so badly and we want to be in a relationship because we feel that that's going to complete us and make us whole we ignore the red flags. 
And I'm here to say there's no man on this earth that's going to complete you or make you whole. If you don't feel that way about yourself going into the relationship, you're going to come out of it feeling even less worthy. Very true. Uh, So a lot of women can't recognize those red flags. And what I've discovered is that some of that can be due to growing up in a home where a sense of normal or healthy is completely mushy and foggy. And so they don't have that clear line in the sand. Do not cross this line with me. They don't have that. So have you have you found any other connections, like why people don't recognize or do anything about the red flags? Well, you brought up a very good point, is the environment we come out of. And, of course, our parents' relationship can be a very strong influence in how we choose a man, how we behave around a man, and what we will think is permissible behavior and not permissible behavior. So that's one case and and it's it's you know it has a lot of impact on on what we do as women as we mature. Especially the relationship we have with our fathers I think shows up in the men that we pick. The second thing is just our own sense of self-worth. When we don't think that we're good enough, well, we let people kind of crap on us, you know. Uh, We tolerate more than we should because we don't think that we're deserving of more or better. And the sooner we can recognize how divine we really are as women, God, we're gorgeous creatures. We're just, we were put on this earth to be happy and to live in bliss. We were not put here to suffer. That's not part of the plan. When we can accept that, that we're really meant to be happy, open ourselves up to allow it. Because really, happiness is a practice of allowing. Hmm. We can only be as happy as we set the intention for and allow ourselves to be. We can block it or we can let it in. Very true. And that leads me to masculine versus feminine energy because um, from all the work I've done on on feminine energy, as a woman who exhibited a lot of masculine energy in my life and mostly as as a defense, as a way of staying strong and surviving, um, but allowing and receiving are two things that help you to get into your feminine energy. So can you speak a little to um, masculine versus feminine energy and relationships, how they play out in a in a relationship ending? Well, I'm guilty of falling into that masculine energy myself. And really what that's about is it's about pushing back. It's about being defensive. It's about trying to protect ourselves when we feel we're under attack or somebody is taking something away from us. It is so fear-driven. Um, and we, we complicate a situation when we go into masculine energy. We escalate negative feelings 
uh, when we're in masculine energy because we're pushing back, we're fighting, we're, we're in our combative mode. And if we can recognize that we're doing that and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute, what am I doing here? I'm in combat mode. I'm in masculine energy mode. Let me get into my feminine energy. What is that? Fem- As you said, feminine energy is about allowing, about being in the flow. It is observing, watching, listening, not reacting, but responding. You have so much more control and power when you're in your feminine energy. You're able to really create the outcome that you want. You have a better chance of it when you're working from that feminine side, that allowing softer side. That's the side that manifests. The, the masculine side doesn't manifest. You're pushing too hard. to, And then what you mm-hmm. do create isn't what you wanted. And we all can feel it because our bodies are our best barometers as to what energy we're in. And when you're feeling that tightness and the stress and the anxiousness and just negative, you know you're in masculine energy. Now, it's good at times to have masculine energy for certain things when you're trying to advocate for yourself and stand up for yourself in certain situations. It behooves you to tap into the masculine energy. But when you're trying to resolve, negotiate, amend, um, sometimes being in that feminine energy is the absolute best place that you can be to get to the outcome that you want. Yeah. And it's interesting listening to you talk about this. Your voice completely shifted when you started talking about feminine energy. You got softer. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's true that when you push, you know, that that's how you get results at work. That that can yes. be how you get results at work, yes. you know, by leaning leaning in, as mm-hmm. Sheryl Sandberg says. But in relationships, I say lean back. Right. Men respond in a personal relationship better to the feminine energy. It's non-threatening. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're going to get more of what you want out of a relationship when you're in that softer mode. Mm-hmm. So people are often, when I talk about this with women, they're often resistant. Um, and and to, to just like softening into that place, it feels scary. Um, so do you have any advice about like how do you get to a place where you can trust that your feminine energy is what you need? Well, I believe that the greatest tool that we have as women is meditation. That's just my personal opinion because I think when we practice meditation, we get in touch with our souls. We get in touch with our deepest emotions. We really start to feel our bodies in a very, very different way that we start to feel them vibrationally and energetically. Uh, And so to decipher where we are on that vibrational level of, let's just say masculine is at the lowest point and the feminine energy is at the highest, 
when we meditate, just quiet our minds down, quiet everything down, we can really, really feel where we're at. Uh, I know right away when I start to, to slip and I'm getting into attack mode, masculine mode, uh, take control mode, my body starts to tense up. Um, I, my uh, respiratory starts to increase. My breathing starts to change. It's a whole different feeling. And if women could just start to understand that and, and look for the signs, look for the, the little signals in their body as to where they're at, they have, they, they're able, you're able to control it. When you slow everything down, when you slow the mind down, you stop all the chatter. You know, that ego voice, Sandy, that's in our head is such a killer. Yep. It just goes nonstop, and it doesn't stop telling us what to do, and it's, it criticizes, and it's negative. But when you develop a meditation practice, you will discover that there is another voice in that head that is soft, loving, nurturing, supportive, wants to protect you, guide you, love you. And when you can discover that voice of love, I've always said the ego is of fear and the divine guidance is of love. You You can decipher which voice you're listening to. When you get to that, place of of really recognizing those two voices you've mastered it you really mm-hmm. now it's it's about self mastery and and really realization of who we are as human beings and you know which way to tap where you want to go yeah. yeah that's powerful um so talking about powerful um, what's a powerful thing that women can do after a breakup, right after a breakup, to feel better? Well, I have this crazy little exercise that I think is absolutely wonderful. And basically, I take a piece of paper and I make three columns. And on the first column is, you know, what wasn't quite right in that relationship? That's looking at the contrast aspect in the relationship. And this is really kind of law of attraction language, but it is so helpful in understanding where you've been, where you are, and where you can go. And the middle column is, well, what would be better in that relationship, which is the intention. What, you know, what what would have what it, what can make it better? Or and when you look at these, you're not only looking at a past relationship, but it's also maybe planning for the future. What could what could be better? What could I do better? What could um, you know uh, even about protecting yourself and boundaries and how you feel about yourself in a relationship? And then the third column is how can I make that happen? Those are the action steps. So one is contrast, one's intention. The third step is like the action steps, and you're really getting into that allowing mode. When we can look at things in that big picture of what wasn't quite right, not that you're responsible for what wasn't right, or it, it, it's not from judgment that you're doing that, but from observation, and then what could be better, 
Now you're, you're planting the seeds for the future. What could be better? What, 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 what can be better in a relationship for me? What can, what can, how can I participate and show up and be better? Honoring myself as a woman, loving myself as a woman. How can I do that better in a relationship or my next relationship? And then the action steps for that. It, is, it sounds so simple, but it is so powerful because it really gives you tremendous clarity. Yeah, no, I totally hear that. And I actually do that with women after each date um, yeah. to, to really assess, like, what, what are you proud of? What did you do well? What did you like mm-hmm. about the guy? What are three things mm-hmm. you can focus on that, that were good? You know, it's, it's really always learning, growing. What are you learning about yourself? What are you learning about men? What are you learning about dating and relationships? Because if you're just going on dates unconsciously and you're not really taking it in as a learning lesson, as a, as a journey, as a school of life and, and the school of love, then you're not, you're not making the best use of your time and you're not going to do better the next time. Um, so I love I love the clarity of the all the columns, mm-hmm. and really the focus on what you can do, not what you can't, because that's the disempowering thing I think that people often do is that that self blame that you talked about at the beginning. I was wrong. I am a bad person, and then often comes I will never date again. I don't want to ever open up my heart. You're in my Facebook group, Mal, and today somebody posted something about all men are stupid. The second part of what she posted I liked. It was about, you know, don't accept a man into your life unless he really, you know, shows himself to be a man of value kind of thing. But the Mm -hmm. first part, all men are stupid, or men are stupid, no. No, that's not allowed on my page. (laughs) And and so it's the reframe of like, okay, maybe you dated some men who were stupid, who weren't very smart. Oh, maybe I you only dated I did some that. men. <laughs> <laughs> it's only you, Mal. <laughs> it's, but that's that's what happens. We form the wrong conclusions. And you know, I I've talked before about my ex husband has a fear of getting married again because mm-hmm. his his belief is. Women will marry you, and then they will divorce you and take all your money. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's his belief. Um, <laughs> be nice if I had all his money, but I don't. Right. But but the right. point is, that's a victim mentality. That is, yeah. you know, not learning from the experience of what's my involvement. Where can I do better the next time? Um, you know, that is helpful, not all women will marry me and take my money, so don't ever get married again. Um, but we do that. We do that all the time. And so we have to stop forming the wrong conclusions about the relationships that end. Um, yeah. And you know what, Sandy, the other thing, I was just thinking about something else that you said and that you asked me. Mm. The other thing mm-hmm. is for women, be yourself. When you go mm. into a relationship, you don't have have to be the sexiest, the this, the that. Because if you go into a relationship being something else than what you are, you have to keep up that persona. And you can't. Eventually, the real you starts to come through. So why not go into something being exactly who you are 
love that, cherish it. And also, you you want that from a man. You don't want to put him in a position where he has to be something he's not. Because, you know, you talk about men not changing. I'll never forget my mother telling me when I was like 21 years old, honey, you do not change the spots on a leopard. <laughs> okay? And that has, that's one of Kay's key lessons in life. Uh, you do not change the spots on a leopard. And she's absolutely right. You, you, you don't change men. They can pretend to be something in the beginning that maybe they're not, but that starts to wear off a little bit. And if you don't like what you're seeing, but you think you can alter that and massage it and change it down the road, you're setting yourself up for failure. Absolutely. Well, that whole concept of be yourself can be wildly misunderstood, and we don't have time to go into what that means, but I I do want to put out a little word of caution that if being yourself means that you dress like a slob and you, you you show up on dates in a pair of sweatpants and say, well, he should just accept me for who I am without a bra, without any makeup, with that, you know, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about be, be in tune with your highest self. You know, bring out more of you. Don't try to be a fake you. And yes. what we often do is we listen to people like the the ladies who wrote the rules, um, the people who write these horrible books about how to hook a man, and mm. and and it, even the pickup artists who talk about manipulating women to you know to to, to get them into bed. This is not what we're talking about, you know, and it's the opposite of that. It's it's the, you know, really be genuine and... Authentic. Right, be authentic. yeah, be authentic. Um, but that's a topic of a bigger discussion. I, I just wanted to throw that in in case people think, well, it means I could just pick my nose on a date, and if he likes me, that's No, like, no, no, come no. On. <laughs> that's not the best version of you. You want to be the no, best version of you. No, that is not. Yes. So, Mal, we are at the end of time here. That went really fast. I have so much more to ask you. Um, Tell everybody where they can find you. Well, I'm on Facebook, Mal Duane Coach. Uh, uh, My website is maldwainecoach.com or selfworth.coach. Please reach out to me. I love Sandy. I love her group. Um, I have a group called Reclaim Your Self-Worth. If somebody's really struggling with that, drop by, post a question. I'll be happy to answer it. But I love this lady. I think she's really on to something. I've been in her group. Sandy, you're brilliant. The relationship work that you do is brilliant. It's because it is current. It's not the games. It's not the strategies. It's not the, the fake you know, manipulation of a, in a relationship. That doesn't work. And, and you play straight, you know, and you advise the people that you work with, play it straight. Honor yourself, play it straight. Well, thank you. And you're certainly aligned with everything that I believe and I think that you bring such incredible value to helping women recover from a broken heart and, you know, heal your own heart and heal your self-worth because that will reward you a million times over. And you are living proof that you have become stronger and more magnificent through each breakup because you are you are just the, you know, walk your talk lady. So thank you, Mal, for being on the show today. Thank you, Sandy. I love you, girl. 
Love you too. And thank you all for listening in. And I uh, hope you all go on your last first date very soon. And please check out Mel's website, maldoingcoach.com. Have a great day. <laughs>